0: Hello, everyone, it's Gil and Jean of Retire There, a podcast about retirement destinations in the United States and around the world. Today, we have a real treat in store. Retire There with Gil and Jean was invited to present our podcast live at the very first Asian podcast festival in New York City on Memorial Day of 2021. The slate included eight other podcasts, and we were so honored to be part of this very
1: cool group. So, Sit tight while we invite back Hazel Sumale from episode seven, who chatted with us about retiring to Las Vegas. But this time she's going to tell us about how she returned to Hawaii and retired there, learn about favorite foods enjoyed by real Hawaiians, how to settle into Hazel's city of AAA in Honolulu County on the island of Oahu.
0: Remember to check out the show notes for all things related to our podcast. And if you like our show, please subscribe and let us know if you know anyone who has retired to another city inside or outside America. We are always fascinated by folks who have made the journey and would love to feature them on Retire There with Gil and Jean. Thanks for tuning in and here we go. So with Angela's presentation, which was fabulous, I'm more nervous than ever. Yes, I'm probably the only (laughs) one as nervous, even though I've done this a million times because we're retiree age. Um, But that doesn't mean that we're old. All right. Some people hear the word retire there and maybe... It wasn't the best name because it may turn away the millennials, the Gen Zs, the Ys, the Bs, you know, whatever. All right. So we are recording live, right? And I did work for NBC. Remember Tom Brokaw saying, always sit on your jacket and keep your back up so that you look presentable. I, I didn't know those chicken things, but we will try our best. Okay. So Jean, if I faint, just continue without me. I'm going to faint. Okay. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Aloha, everyone. And we have a very special episode. We want to thank the Asian American Podcasters Association for putting this together and inviting Retire There with Gil and Jean to participate. We're so excited to be part of this festival. We've been doing this for under a year. And so we've never done it live, but um, we hope this will go well. Today, we're chatting with Hazel. Sumale about retiring in Hawaii after retiring in Las Vegas. Hazel is the first guest that we've had come back, and uh, that's because she's such a consummate professional, <laughs> loving, dear person and dear friend, and funny, um, <laughs> and funny, funny as anything. <laughs> so now, what's that saying? What happens in Vegas stays in <laughs> Vegas. Hazel left her husband in Vegas. <laughs> but they're friends. So Hazel retired to IEA, and I hope I said that right, which is a city in Honolulu County, close to Pearl Harbor with a population of about 10,000. And we looked at some of the real estate and, you know, it does look doable. Doable to who? Yeah. Well, we believe Hazel and she said it was doable. (laughs) So we'll see. Now, Hazel You know, Hazel, I'm sure, has amassed quite a fortune. And uh, here we are are recording from the basement, uh, working full time. And hey, you know what? In the basement is our laundry and dryer. I mean, our washer and dryer. We're
1: lucky we don't have smell-o-vision on this.
0: (laughs) Okay. So, Gene, why don't you tell our listeners uh, about Hazel?
1: Sure. Hazel was born and raised in Hawaii on the island of Oahu. She received her bachelor's degree in elementary education and Master's in School Counseling from the University of Hawaii. Her career in education included teaching, counseling, principaling, I don't think that's a word, Go Well, people make up words these days, so it's okay. Then going up the ranks in the State Department to being a district superintendent, she dedicated her work to restructuring schools and then joined America's Choice, which is part of the National Center for Education and the Economy, an organization known for its school improvement model.
0: Oh Hazel, we thank you so much for caring about our children and all the work that you've done. You've had an amazing, illustrious career, and you so deserve to be here and enjoying life. Now, Hazel has five grandkids, four of whom who live in Oahu and one in Virginia, which is where we understand you're recording from today. Is that right? Yes. Yes. So, Hazel, when you decided to leave Vegas to retire back or return back
2: to Hawaii, how did you decide where and how did you find your new home? Retiring where is not an issue. It had to be Oahu because my, my, as you said, I have five grandkids. Four of them live on Oahu and one of them lives here in Virginia. She just graduated. That's why I'm here. Oh, congratulations. Yay. <laughs> but anyway, so um, when, when I decided to go back and actually live back in, in Hawaii, it was really to get back to into the life with my grandkids and my two kids. Choosing the place where I lived, where I finally ended up buying a place, I bought a townhome in IA and in a little subdivision in Pearl Ridge, close to a mall, right oh next to a mall.
0: Oh, my God. Talk <laughs> about temptation.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but actually, it was uh, affordability and the uh, safetiness of the area, and as well as how nice it was. You know, I had to balance everything because I, I wanted to buy it on my own. Hawaii is very expensive. Real estate in Hawaii is very expensive. So finding a place to purchase was not an easy thing to do, but I'm very happy with what I found and what I what I have.
0: And you had mentioned that when you were in Vegas, the cost of a property was about 200000 right? Or less. Yeah. Or less and in hawaii 200,000 is like it's what a down
2: payment <laughs> <laughs> it's okay like a down payment
0: <laughs> okay so would you say that it's affordable just where you are or what other areas could people move to in hawaii
2: oh well, there are, there are other areas that are affordable the affordable places would be farther out into the country or into the rural rural areas. It's not rural like we see rural here on the mainland, but rural meaning farther away from the city of Honolulu. And so you can find places like for 700,000 or 800,000 <laughs> out there. And that'll be a little bit more accessible financially than trying to get closer to Honolulu. The farther away you are, the more space you get in your home and the less you have to pay, but it's still expensive. In yep. choosing your city, was the health
0: care a factor?
2: Health care in Hawaii, we have hospitals around the island. It just so happens that the doctors that I see are right there in the same town that I finally ended up in. So I was lucky, wow. but as far as um, health care, that was not a really big issue, not for me. I think we have enough hospitals. If you choose to go really rural, then you might be kind of stuck if you have an emergency and you got to come into town mm-hmm. for a hospital or, or an emergency room. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, not not really that bad.
1: In general, besides housing, what, what's the cost of living like, living like in Oahu?
2: Oh, the cost of living is very, very high. <laughs> so, you know, you like um, you go to buy a dozen eggs. You could buy a dozen eggs for how much? What a dollar or two dollars for us. If it's on sale, it's four dollars. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And if you want to buy the local eggs and you're paying over five, wow. Um, wow! a bag of the vegetables, you know, like the dough bag of veg- mixed vegetables here um, back in Las Vegas. I could buy a bag like that for a dollar something. When I went back home, it was $4 something, $4.99 for one little bag of, wow. of vegetables. Wow. Yeah. So okay. that's so an example. Yeah. Everything is high.
0: So that's a deterrent to eating eggs. Cause you know, if you have high cholesterol, <laughs>
1: not paying four bucks
0: for that. And yeah. since we buy egg whites, can you imagine? That would be $8. Oh, my goodness.
1: <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> okay. And no. W- what about food? I hear in Hawaii they put spam on everything. Is that true? Spam is um, a a staple
2: in Hawaii. It's part of our, you know, when you look in somebody's pantry, you are sure to find a row of spam up there. (laughs) Very nicely lined up. (laughs) We put them in our fried rice. We put them in our fried um, noodles. We put them in our ramen. We have a thing, a local food delicacy called uh, Spam Musubi. Musubi is a rice, a roll of rice that's been kind of packed together so that it can be held. So we put a slice of Spam and the block of that rice that's been packed together into a block. And you put a, you wrap it all up with a, um, a nori. We call it nori. It's a seaweed. Mm-hmm. The black seaweed is, yes. it wraps up the thing. And you put a little bit of teriyaki sauce on that. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 7 Elevens in Hawaii sell the really good wow. Recipes. Who would think you can't find them in your 7 Elevens up here?
0: No, you can only find uh, what's that drink? Smoothie or uh, Slurpee. 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 <laughs> <laughs> what what other um, you know, I'm familiar with, you know, Chinese, Japanese food, but can you talk a little bit about
2: um, Hawaiian food? Hawaiian food, um, there's a distinction in Hawaii between Hawaiian food, which is, uh, culturally, it's like Chinese food is from China or Japanese food are, you know, stem from the Japanese culture. Hawaiian food stems from the Hawaiian culture. And then there's local food. Local food is not the same as Hawaiian food. Hawaiian food, you'll have things like lao lao, which is Uh, taro taro leaves that's wrapped around maybe some fish and some pork and cooked in the in the ground or you might have some Hawaiian food which is like kalua pig which is cooked in the ground a whole pig cooked in the ground with hot rocks (laughs) 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 when you talk about local food that's when you're talking about the spam musubi and talking about fried noodles and fried rice and when you go to Hawaii and you want to eat local food, then you go to an LNL Express and you order a plate lunch. It's called a plate lunch. You've got two scoops of rice, two big scoops of rice, and a big scoop of mac salad. And then you have a sprinkling of some chopped up cabbage on the bottom of the rest of the space. And then you have your uh, teriyaki, ter- maybe teriyaki chicken plopped down there. And that is a local plate lunch, local food in Hawaii. They sell those plate lunches everywhere. Wow. Wow. And and are they expensive as well? They cost maybe about 10 bucks. Now it it used to be cheaper before, but it's kind of higher now. Yeah, comparable.
1: And I hear poi is the spiritual food of Hawaii. What's so (laughs) what's so special about Hawaiian poi? Poi. Poi
2: is really a traditional Hawaiian food. It's made out of taro. It's taro that's been cooked and then pounded. And then you mix it up with water. And if you're not too accustomed to eating poi by itself, it becomes a consistency of like paste, runny runny paste. So when you lift it up, it kind of drools down and it's gray <laughs> and it looks really unappetizing. <laughs> but for people who are not used to not used to eating poi, you put in a little bit of sugar and some people uh, will put in sugar and some milk and then they mix it all together and then it brings out a little bit of taste.
1: Is it a dessert?
2: Oh, no. It's like your rice (laughs) or your um, potato. Ah. It's part of your main dish. If you're eating Hawaiian food, then you're eating poi is there like your carb? That's your okay, okay,
1: and then you'll eat the other kinds of food. Okay,
0: so I don't think Gene's going to be eating
1: much of this. I think he's going to be losing lots of weight. (laughs) I I would have the shave ice. Is shave ice just for tourists, or do you have shave ice?
2: Oh, we love shave ice. It's a big treat, especially in in uh, the summertime. Shave ice is um, like what you call snow shaved snow. Sure, uh, sure. Yeah here on the mainland, but somehow they make it a little different in Hawaii. The way that they shave the ice, it's like it melts in your mouth. And when you have the flavoring on it, you know, your favorite flavoring Mm -hmm. on that shave ice, that cone of ice, oh, it's the best thing. (laughs) Sometimes they put vanilla ice cream on the bottom and the ice on the top and the flavoring over. And then now they like the cream, you know, the sweet cream drizzle on the mm-hmm. top oh my god <laughs> <laughs> yeah we we actually
0: have um a place in bayridge which is where we're recording in from bayridge brooklyn and it's called snow days a little shout out to snow days it is so tasty but that's different that's shaved, it's ice, shaved cream. ice cream but it's, ice a mix- sh- okay. it's a machine that's it's rotating a,
1: right it's a mixture between ice cream and, and shave ice uh-huh uh-huh. It's delicious. Oh, my goodness.
0: Okay. So let's talk about what do non-tourists do? Because, you know, when I think of Hawaii, and unfortunately, till this day, I haven't been to Hawaii, embarrassed to say, but but I will. I have, soon, I have. Very soon. Yes, you have. <laughs> what do non-tourists do in, you know, in your retirement? What do you do? Well,
2: you know, Hawaii has a climate, has a, a climate that is pretty steady year round. In the wintertime, time if it gets to 60 degrees or 65 degrees and we are cold (laughs) and in the summertime for us hot, a really hot temperature is like 95, that's really high. So we don't go above, if it ever hits a hundred that's that's like almost unheard of. Mm. Whereas in Vegas, we went to 119, 120. So the temperature kind of stays within that range but the humidity is very high. So what that temperature does is, is it makes the gardening very, very good. Mm-hmm. You, you can grow anything in Hawaii. Well, you can't grow apple trees because they need the cold. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we, we can't grow some of the things that you have here that need the cold in order to whatever whatever it does. For the most part, gardening is something that is very big. You know, oh, wow. If you have a yard space and you have the um, inclination to garden, you can mm. garden a lot. There also are senior centers around the place for retirees like me. You know, I thought when I moved to Vegas, I thought, oh, wow, they have wonderful senior centers up there. And so when I, when I left Vegas to come back to Hawaii, I thought, oh, well, I'm going to be leaving all that behind. But this is a choice that I'm making. Well, I found myself a senior center. And I learned how to do Japanese dancing. At that senior center, they do arts and crafts, they do hula, they do tai chi, you know, all kinds of different classes. And they have these senior centers, not as many as we had in Las Vegas, but there's enough of them around. So if somebody really wants to get involved in some activities and meet other seniors and get to know them, then that's, that's an option.
1: And what do you miss about Vegas that you don't have in Hawaii?
2: The casino. <laughs> 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 we have absolutely no... Ca- well, let me take that back. The casinos that we have in Hawaii are those illegal ones that get raided. <laughs>
1: <laughs> do you go to those? No. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: don't it, think your family would appreciate that. They wouldn't appreciate that, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's the one thing I miss about vegas is the casinos.
0: <laughs> but you said that you had gone to the local casinos, not the big ones on the main sure. on the main drag, right? Right. So never
2: went to gamble at the down sure. at yeah, no. Okay, okay.
1: And what about Hawaiians? Seem to speak a little differently. What's different about the way Hawaiians talk? Well,
2: we have our own little accent, and we have our own little lingo. Sometimes that people who are not familiar. If you move to Hawaii from the mainland and you, you know, want to interact with the local people, you're going to have to learn kind of sort of a a new language. You know, there's things like shaka. That's becoming kind of popular now. You know, they they show the shaka sign, which means right on. Good job. Or how do you do? Instead of saying hi, everybody, you say, how's it? Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay. and And then just... Our accent and the way that we talk—you know, different things. Like I say, yeah, or I'll, I'll ask you, Jillian, um, do you like to eat banana? Or you know, sometimes just just the way that we say something is different than what you expect from the people who speak good English.
0: Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. And one of my friends is, um, well, she grew up in Hawaii and she also has, even though she's been here for so many years, she still has that kind of laid back demeanor and style, which actually very much calms me. So do you find that many Hawaiians are that way?
2: Yes. And there's no rush. Mm -hmm. There's no rush. There's no rush. So we talk about Hawaiian time. Yeah. if you're scheduled, like we were scheduled to be on at 115, mm-hmm. at 120, maybe they might meander over. <laughs> <laughs> so when it's something that needs to be like, you know, on time, on schedule, then we got to remind each other and ourselves that we got to watch the timing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, you know, I want to ask you. What your honest opinion is? Many people think that living in Hawaii would be paradise. You know, and some people think, well, it's more of a vacation destination. But
2: what's your opinion on that? I think I I, I can see where people would think that you're living in paradise because it is beautiful. You know, you can go on a drive even on the freeway, and you're going to see some beautiful the valleys or the coming over the ridge and you see the ocean right in front of you, just all of a sudden after you get through the tunnel, there's the ocean in front of you. And so it can feel like paradise. The reality hits when you got to go to the market, or if you're going to buy a home, or if you're going to even rent a home. Before I bought my place, I was renting a little cottage in town for about a year, and I was paying $2,000 a month. My rent, Mm -hmm. small little cottage. It's like the equivalent of what I'm paying now for my mortgage. Wow. Yeah. So I think the thing that makes it become a little bit not as great is the high cost of living. The other thing that's um, pretty disturbing, if you let it disturb you, is if you have to get into traffic to go somewhere in town in the morning, Mm. our traffic is horrible. I mean, Los Angeles traffic doesn't come to a dead stop. Honolulu traffic comes to a dead. Stop.
0: Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. So you really have to plan ahead. You and have to plan ahead. Yeah. Okay.
2: So as a retiree, if you plan so that your appointments in town are 10 o'clock, between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m., then you'll be kind of okay. But if you try to get back into the um, outskirts from 2.30 on, then just be ready that you're gonna be hitting the traffic coming home. Okay.
1: Uh, and do you miss the fact that in Vegas you could take long drives, but in, in Oahu you can, you can just go around the island for a couple of yeah. hours?
2: Yeah, yeah. It takes a couple of hours and I'm back home in Oahu. On um in on the mainland out of Las Vegas, you drive for six hours and there you are in San you know San Francisco or you've gone to We've gone to the canyons in Utah. Mm-hmm. So that's something that I do miss. You know, sometimes you, especially during the pandemic, when you had to stay home so much of the time, but you could go driving. So sometimes I would go driving all the way out the west side and just go all the way to the end and then turn my car around and come all the way back home. <laughs> <laughs> and then be back home in two hours. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, you know what? Speaking of that, um, where is the airport, the international airport closest to you? The internet, there's only one international airport. And that is from my house. It's about a 20 minute drive. Oh, okay.
0: So that's convenient when you come back to visit yeah. your, your son and so forth.
2: Right. Okay. Right. All right. So we are close to
0: our um, Hazel, I want to ask you, what advice do you have for prospective um, retirees who wish to, you know, perhaps
2: relocate to Hawaii or in general retirement? Oh, one thing I think for retirement in general is start start exploring some hobbies. Mm-hmm. I know some people who who retired and had nothing on tap for them to occupy them, themselves. You know, we're so busy doing our work work career, working career that we don't think about getting into something different Mm -hmm. but if you retire and you don't have anything that's going to take up your time then it's very easy to just become a couch potato (laughs) and watch tv all day
0: Mm -hmm. yeah which
2: is what i do now but
0: (laughs) (laughs) no i'm a big netflix and prime and Mm -hmm. oh my god there's so many shows (laughs) there's so many shows
1: Mm -hmm. thank you so much hazel that was wonderful
0: yeah. So thank you, Hazel. That was just wonderful. I know that normally we would cover um, much more, but I think you've given us quite the flavor uh, aside from Poi uh, <laughs> of uh, Aia. right? Yeah. Yes. And we love you and uh, we hope to see you very soon. Yes. Pandemic lifts. So you know, I'm looking at airline tickets to, to Honolulu. To Honolulu. Yeah. I want Honolulu. to try some of that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Okay. I'll show and, you the place. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially that mall. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, with that, I think uh, we're going to move to uh, Q&A. You could hang on.
3: Sure. Hi, Lee. Hi. Oh, my gosh. I have so many questions. Okay. First of all, Hazel, uh, if I were to go to Hawaii, would I find people who look kind of like me? Oh, Yes. Yes. <laughs> That is my dream one
2: day, people. <laughs> go where people look like me. <laughs> yeah, I feel the same way. You know, that, right? that's, that's very interesting. My granddaughter is half, half Asian and half Caucasian. Mm-hmm. And when she comes to visit Hawaii, she feels so at home. She mm-hmm. just feels so at home because she said, there's other people who look like me here, grandma. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. And what do you put in your musubi? <laughs> okay the musubi is a solid block of rice and sometimes they'll put salt on it and when you make put when you get the spam what a lot of them do is they fry the spam and they they add the teriyaki sauce to the frying pan so that the oh. sauce with the spam comes onto the musubi mm. and then you wrap it up and that <laughs> is good oh man <laughs> so very, i need some
0: of that now Right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> if you just eat wow. regular musubi, the Japanese style musubi, not a local style musubi, uh, spam spam musubi, wow. the musubi is made into a triangle shape, and they do put like a pickled plum in the center or some flavored tuna out of a can, and then they or they put some sesame seeds. So they do have all different kinds. If you go to a Japanese place and ask for musubi, you won't get a spam musubi. You'll get a real musubi.
3: Wait, time out. What's real? I forgot. What What's the real, the real one? one. <laughs> oh, right, the onigiri. You're right. Yes, yeah. got it. Got it. Yes, Angela. Do you have a question? Because I could keep going. Angela says, "Yum." By the way, and then uh, we're all getting hungry. Oh my gosh, yeah, Angela, you're on mute. <laughs> no i was just saying i was just listening about the food and getting yeah (laughs) gosh and you know you know isn't asian food like so yummy and whenever i go somewhere and it's catered and i am not gonna lie folks uh panda express is my best like the first time i went to an event and it was panda express and not like these sandwiches i was in heaven but on that note uh hazel another question is Hawaii like it is on TV where there are a lot of food trucks
2: on the beaches, like in Hawaii Five-O and um, <laughs> that's Magnum P.I.? Good question. You oh know, God. the food trucks have become more popular, just like on the mainland, I think, with the pandemic, because the restaurants were all shut down. There were a lot more food trucks and like the mall that's, that I live next door to. That mall has developed a parking lot. One of the Sears shut down. Okay. And Sears had a huge parking lot. So now that Sears parking lot has turned into a food truck mall. Wow. So they do have, and they do have food trucks down on the beaches. And they they make wonderful local food. You want that plate lunch with the two scoops of rice and a scoop of macaroni salad (laughs) and a pile of (laughs) beef. on top of the rice or the pile of chicken or whatever you go to those those food trucks they're very good it's like carbo do they Fest. to
3: portland carbo Fest. See and again so- marilyn do they deliver to portland <laughs> <laughs> well i remember hawaii when i was in my i don't know young in my 20s i international food courts weren't big i live in even in california it was only like hot dog on a stick and hamburgers but then you went to hawaii and it was like every asian food uh, okay, so uh, snow days, uh, <laughs> Gillian. You're gonna have to put the address in the chat. You listened. I, ne- <laughs> I need to go check that out. It's oh. amazing. Then- <laughs> <laughs> it's,
0: it's really yummy.
3: Is um is 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 Hawaii humid? Like, am I gonna Ooh. have a bad hair day or? Oh, oh yeah. I I have bad hair
2: day every day. All the- <laughs> <laughs> I finally just gave up on my hair. It's curly now because I've given up trying to make it behave. So it is humid. It's humid. Like the humidity is high, higher than the temperature. Sometimes we're at 99%. Or <laughs> <laughs> what? All so you, need, oh my you need air conditioning all the time. And there, You and can't. Most, you know, most of the older homes, they don't have um, yeah. air con, air conditioning as part of the houses. Now the, the homes that are being built recently, They are putting in, some of them are putting in central air, but otherwise, you know, you have to put your own in. And I have one window air conditioner in my place, which makes a lot of noise, but I turn it on when I, when it becomes unbearable, it just becomes unbearable.
3: And do you use a fan? Like I'm in New York City, so I have my air conditioner and then I have a fan to, you know. Fan
2: it out, spread it. First thing I did when I bought my place and I moved in was to hire an electrician to come in and put in fan lights in all the bedrooms because the fan needs to be above you spinning or you can't sleep. Mhm.
3: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so, okay, so I also wanted to ask. Now I want to turn it over. Well, actually, maybe maybe the three of you can answer this. How did you all connect to do this episode today? So, um
0: one of my uh closest friends is a disciple of Hazel. She studied under you, right Hazel? And <laughs> when we started girl. this podcast, um, you know, of course we reached out to family, friends and what have you. And um that friend, Lisa Suzuki, said, <laughs> Oh, I've got someone for you. And it was such a treasure to meet Hazel.
1: Yes. Such a treasure. But but mm. that's the that's the most difficult difficult thing about um uh, producing our podcast. It's guest acquisition. It's really hard to get guests.
0: Yeah. Since we've we're on what our 35th episode, we've done, you know, tons of work. Fortunately, I would say almost all our guests are they've all been very professional, yeah. very successful and just very giving of their time and and the diversity mm-hmm. of their careers, their backgrounds. We've been, you know, we've been able to cover everything in terms of uh race, ethnicity, gender, you know, it it's been it's been a blast in that way.
3: Nice. So, Hazel what do you?
2: Is this your first podcast that you've been on? Well, other than the one that I did earlier with um, gillen and Jean, yes, this is my second.
3: Oh wow!
2: The,
1: the first one was all Yay. about her, her retiring in Vegas.
3: No, but yeah. I mean, but I mean, so y- wow, you could just hit the circuit circuit. Um, <laughs> is, yeah, Hazel, you're gonna get calls. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay, so Gillen and Jean, talk to us. We have a few moments before our next wonderful show host, Sapphire Sandalos here. What prompted you to start? Talk about the show. Talk about how you started. And have you met Nancy before? Yes. Nancy
0: is also one of my dear friends and our kids actually went to kindergarten together. Oh, no, so nice. she's. Yeah. And and she's also in uh, we're in the same industry in higher ed. Big supporter.
3: Thank you, Nan. Thank you, Nancy, for coming. You. You're mate You're part of history today. Yeah,
1: thank you, Nancy. Yes.
3: Yeah, so here I just I can I is this. Well, if I have to ask, maybe not. But is it appropriate for me to say how adorable the two of you are sitting <laughs> side by side? And you're, I call it the Zoom box. And right. And like you're just in it. And it's so, it's so
0: awesome. You guys are so awesome. We're trying to take awesome. up the Zoom box. Yes, no, well, to I love answer, it. <laughs> to answer your question, you know, we've worked hard our entire lives, all right? We grew up poor and we have, you know, very similar values. And Jean and I met later on and we've always talked about where we would move to retire because we want to get out of the cold air. Uh, New York City is is just become more and more unbearable. I mean, here we are, almost June and it's been 43 degrees which is you know yes due to the climate change
1: I love New York City and seeing bands and everything yeah. but I want to see nature yeah and but, but Gil I always thought Gil should be on the radio she had a great <laughs> she has a great voice I on the other hand have a terrible voice and I have a face for radio oh. but that's about it
3: all right that's enough of that <laughs> yeah come on come he on <laughs> he always he, says that you know and, and Jen Jen agrees with me too she says she was thinking the same thing <laughs> Like, so cute in your Zoom box. And right to know you guys is to love you, is what Nancy's Aww, saying. It's so true. We yes. love you guys. We love <laughs> yes. all of you. <laughs> and your show is a brilliant concept. I mean, yes. I'm just thinking like tourism boards, like, just, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, you could just. Just, yeah yeah we I hope mean, i mean you know we
0: started out doing domestic shows and then we started finding international folks or, right now, or expats. Domestic guests. <laughs> and so and so our show now is pretty evenly split we try to do every week we release an episode pretty much on a saturday and it's um a show in the U.S. and then a show abroad. Hopefully, we'll keep um, steady. If anyone out there knows of anyone who's retired to any location, we'd be more than happy, Please. more than happy to have you join our show. And um, and you know what's wonderful is that there are so many people out there doing so many interesting things. Yeah. There are people who have retired, you know, at the age of thirty-five and have moved to their destination. There are people who have to. They feel that they need to move out of the country because they don't have any more health coverage if they're either let go or they no longer are employed before Medicare. So you've got people retiring in their 50s and they feel that they cannot continue to live in the place that they grew up in. But they find places, you know, all over the world that are extremely affordable, a fraction and you can live like kings and queens In fact, you know, we're spoiled. Americans are spoiled. And so once they move abroad, the only thing that bothers some people is that they're expecting mini America. And when people don't quite accept them because they've been kind of rude or entitled, they they don't understand that they are a guest in that land and they need to accept the culture. And if not, they really shouldn't be there. They shouldn't harbor all that ill will when they leave um, the United States.
2: That's, I see. For me, going back to, to Hawaii, that's something that I had to make up in my own mind. I mean, Hawaii is my hometown. I grew up there. But when I lived on in Las Vegas, everything was so reasonable financially that when it, when I I had to make up my mind that Hawaii is expensive, just live with it. That's the way it is. So you can't change it. So just accept it and move on.
0: So yeah.
2: I get vegetables in my bag, but that's okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you don't have a Trader Joe's, right? Remember? I don't have a Trader Joe's, no. And and what <laughs> no. did you say? People who from Hawaii who go to
2: Vegas, they make an extra uh, a special stop just to go to Trader Joe's to bring home the omiyage, the the gifts for their friends. And I've done that already. <laughs> all right, all right. Of course, in Virginia, there's that's Trader Joe's. Fun. Yeah. And, thank
0: and, you. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. I
1: just want to say, yes, you, you are. You are so great at this. You're wonderful and so funny. You should really be on TV. You're <laughs> you. you're amazing. You know, she may be on
3: TV
0: and we just don't know because we're on
3: TV now. It's called Zoom. (laughs) Zoom Zoom TV, W Zoom TV. That's what we're on. (laughs) Yes, yes. And thank Thank you you for this festival. We feel very honored. You guys are so awesome. I just, uh, forgive me, I I want to bite my tongue because I just want to say adorable, but (laughs) I I mean that in in the most loving sense. Like, ador- if if you think that they're adorable, give claps in the emoji reaction thing. Right. See, look at that. I, I'm, I'm going to take a I'm going to take a screenshot of that. Get, oh, your, yeah, 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 get yeah. your hand claps going, people, and your reactions. Here we go. Three, two. OK. All right. So Gillen and Jean, put your particulars in the chat. Hazel, thank you so much for coming and being part of, of yes. the first. Welcome. Ever, you're making history, Asian Podcast Festival, and by history making, not only is it AAPS, Asian American Podcasters Association, first festival, but it's the first Asian Podcast Festival in the world. Oh wow! In the world,
0: we hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you know someone who's relocated for retirement and wishes to share their story with us, please reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Our email address is gg at retirethere.com. Our website is retirethere.com. And you may follow us on Twitter at retirethere underscore. Now, if you've liked our show, please subscribe and rate it in Apple Podcasts. In the meantime, be well.